0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back. sharks, man. It's been a long time since the last episode, but I guess we'll just get straight into it eh? and answer this question, um, which I believe is, is so important to every person's life. And the question is, how can I be saved? So let's get into it. Welcome back. I know it's been quite a while since the last episode. And I think as of today, it's been about three months since the last episode. Um the last episode was I think it was the first of September, so it's actually been quite a while since um the last episode. And just as an update, um I guess you guys have probably really seen it anyway, but it's been quite a crazy time. A lot a lot of things have changed in the past uh, three months. Um I think last time I spoke to you we were in the lockdown. Uh, we're out of lockdown now, but I think what we're in now is, is a challenging season. Um, in New Zealand, we call it the traffic light system, which is pretty much just, in my opinion, you're just separating people based on their uh, medical decisions. Um, and I, I disagree with that, but that's not really the topic for today. But that's just updating you on, on what's been happening and, and maybe some of the challenges that have been going on in this world. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's a crazy time, but it's a good time for us as a church, as Christians, as believers, to, to be the light and to, to show love in this time of, of division, in this time of anger, in this time of calling people names, calling people all these sorts of things. And it's a time for us as Christians to be the light and to love people and to be genuine and not to turn people away. And it may be challenging times for us, but it's a time for us to shine the light. Anyway, yeah, that's where I've been. Um, that's where I've been at. You know, the year's nearly finished, so I've just been trying to finish the year well. This year definitely hasn't been easy for me, but I think God is good and that he's, he's always been there. He's been faithful. And I think um, now it's cool. I have an opportunity now just to um, get back into this podcast game, get back into this and and talk about um, a few things. And I think to a lot of people, what I talk about might sound basic at the topic for today, which is how can I be saved or what must I do to be saved? That might sound basic to some Christians, but I think actually it's it's vital, it's key, um, not just for Christians, but for non-Christians too. So they know the way. But even most Christians, I feel, in my opinion, don't actually know what it means and how we can be saved. Um, many Christians, though they are saved They don't know why they were saved or how they were saved um, And I think that's why today I want to talk about it And answer this question, how can I be saved? Because I think so many people have that question Even Christians ask this question like Am I even saved? How can I be saved? What did I do to be saved? And that's the question we're going to answer today is How can we be saved or how can I be saved? Um, and I, I think I might just share some of my perspective And, and my opinions on on how I see the scriptures And, and how I've seen it in my life um, But before that before I answer that question, I want to read a story that um, from the Bible that I think will help us understand um, this question. And actually, it's relevant to us because we, we asked the same question today, how can I be saved? And it's actually from the book of Acts chapter 16, so I'll read it. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged him before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in uproar because of those Jews, they shouted in the city officials. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them to be stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and they were, s- they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the m- inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks around midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake, and the prisoners were shaken. The prison was shaken to its foundations, all the floors immediately all the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, Stop, don't kill yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I'll stop reading right there because I think the next verse actually answers it for us. But I want to maybe ask us, how many times have we asked this question? How can I be saved? And what must I do to be saved? And I think it's it's such a vital question because actually the answers to this question will determine where we spend eternity. And I think people don't understand the importance and and how vital it is to know where you'll be spending eternity. Um, you know this life is only is only by the by the vapor. It, it disappears fast. And I like this um illustration from this preacher. Um, his name's Francis Chan, And He gets this rope and there's this little bit of the rope that's that's a bit coloured, and then the rest of the rope. And it's just a tiny bit of the rope, but this is what it represents. That tiny bit of the rope represents your life on Earth, and then the rest of the rope just goes on for eternity. Imagine a rope that goes on for eternity, and your life is just but the first little part of that rope. And actually, what's more important isn't the small life that we live here, but the life that we live in eternity. And that's why this question is so important. How can I be saved? That's why we need to know this answer. And I think it's pretty clear. It's pretty simple. Um, You know, religion will teach us that, if you want to be saved, you have to give 10% to your church every week. If you want to be saved, you have to give to the poor. If you want to be saved, you have to do this. If you want to be saved, you have to be the most righteous person on the earth. If you want to be saved, you have to go do this. If you want to be saved, you have to read the Bible every day for 10 hours a day. And that's what religion teaches us. But I am going to tell you that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, in the Old Testament, we were given the law. And actually, people think that law keeping, Christians today still think that keeping the law is what saves us. And even if they don't say it, In some sort of backhanded way, they say, if you don't keep the law, then you won't be saved. So I think a common misconception today is that law-keeping and obedience is what saves us. But actually, that's not what scripture says. It doesn't say that law-keeping saves us. Actually, what's the next verse in Acts 16 say? It says this. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That's it. How are we saved? We're saved by believing in Jesus. Not by our act, not by our performance, not by how good we are. We're actually saved by Jesus. We're saved by believing in him. If we tried to save ourselves by law-keeping, guess what? We couldn't do it. That's what the law was. The law was just to show us our sin, was just a tutor, just to, just to bring us to Christ. The law didn't actually make us righteous, but the law exposed our sin. The law exposed how um, unholy we were without Christ. And you know, when Christ came on the earth, he was, he was putting the law in steroids, really. When Jesus spoke about the law, he was exalting it to a point where it was impossible for man to, um, to reach, to attain. And Jesus wasn't saying this as a condemnation. But they're saying this as, stop looking at yourselves. Your own self-righteous works cannot save you. You cannot be saved by um, keeping the law every day, by washing your hands before you eat. That's not what saves you. What saves you isn't sacrificing animals every year. That's what Jesus came to show us. He showed us that actually keeping the law is impossible. Saving ourselves by performance is impossible. Because actually, if we look at the performance, it will be imperfect. You know, Jesus says, unless that your righteousness surpasses those of the scribes and pharisees you shall by no means enter the kingdom of heaven so what does that mean does it mean that we're all we're all screwed that we can never go to heaven because the pharisees the scribes they were the ones that kept the law to a tee they knew the law they knew everything they knew the scriptures they knew which rules to keep and how to keep them they even had their own laws just to make sure they didn't break the law so what us as people, we're not those experts. How can we be saved? How can we be saved if we're not keeping the law? But actually, you know what? Jesus says is because it's impossible. It's impossible to be saved by your own works. To surpass the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, it's impossible because that is pretty much perfection. What's the standard for heaven is perfection. And who of us here on earth is perfect? Who of us here on earth can act perfect and behave perfect? You know, the Bible says that he who transgresses in one part of the law is guilty of the whole thing. So guess what? If we if we try to justify ourselves by the law, guess what? We're all screwed. We're all screwed. So how can we be saved? Well, lucky, lucky for us we have Jesus. And you know, Jesus it says in 2nd Corinthians 5 21, it says that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. There's an exchange there, and it's not about what we did, it's about what Jesus did. Now Jesus is God in the flesh, and that's an amazing thing to think about. God in the flesh came on the earth, and he died for us, and he exchanged his righteousness for our sin. So pretty much, it's not even based on us. When you became a Christian, when you were born again, you were given the righteousness of God. It's not a righteousness of your own, it's his righteousness in you, and it works through you. Isn't that an amazing thing? That what saves us isn't our own righteousness, but it's his righteousness in us. And I think so many people don't even understand the basics of what Jesus did, don't even understand how how important it is to understand that Jesus paid the price. And you know, when Jesus said, it is finished, he meant it. When he said, it is finished, he said, it is finished. There's no mistake about it. There's no misunderstanding that truth, that when Jesus died on the cross, he fulfilled everything. He paid the price, and he restored you back to God. And now, because of him, because of what he's done, he's made you the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus has done it all he's finished the work he's already done it all we do is believe and that's why that's why Paul says here believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved that's all we have to do is believe that's all we have to do is believe so many religious systems and, and other religions will say no 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 you have to do this you have to you have to stop doing this you have to get better at this you have to give some give money to the church every week you have to keep going to church every week you have to keep giving to the poor you have to preach the gospel every week and then you'll be saved but actually, you know Bible does not say that says that he who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin for us, for us, on behalf of us, he did our part, and so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We, in Christ, are the righteousness of God, and it's not by works, and it's not by might, it's by the Spirit of the Lord, it's by his grace. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, so that no one may boast. You hear that? We're saved by grace through faith and it's not of works it's not a performance it's a gift of god so how can we be saved we receive that gift that's all we do we say father i thank you that you sent jesus to die to die for me that's simple as that once the moment you believe in jesus you've been saved healed delivered you've been set free and you've been put a seal of approval on you you know god's now saying you know you're my son you're righteous and you're not know, from the moment you believe your eternity is set if you believe in jesus guess what? You're going to heaven. You know where you're going and that's how you're saved. And if you're asking that question, how can I be saved? Believe in him. Believe in what he's done. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. That's all you have to do is believe and God does the rest. In the Philippians 1 it says that he who started the good work in you will bring it into completion. That's all God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that perfects us. Not us, not our performance. So we have some good news. How can I be saved? Believe in him. Believe in what he's done. Trust in him. That's all we have to do. There's nothing more to it. There's no conditions. There's no ifs, ands or buts about it. It's just him. He wants you to believe in him. Because he's done the work for us. What we couldn't do, God did for us. What the law was weak to do, God did. And by sending his son. So now we have an assurance. And if you're a Christian listening to this, and you believe in Jesus, guess what? You're saved. You're righteous. You're healed. You're delivered. All those things are true. You didn't have to live life in fear of going to hell. But well, you can live life with the assurance that God's spirit is in you, that he loves you. And you know, nothing is more assuring than the words from Jesus himself in John chapter 3 verse 16 it says, For God so loved the world that he sent his unique son, so that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's an amazing assurance that we have as Christians and as believers is that we are saved. All we had to do was believe. And that's all that God calls us to do is believe. We have a simple message. It's like childlike faith, that's what God calls us to do, is just believe. We have a great encouragement from God that He loves us no matter what. And that the moment we believe in Him, we've been saved, we've been set free. And as He is, so are we in this world, 1 John 4, 17. And it's not by our work, it's not by our performance, it's only by faith. So what saves us? Him. Not our performance, not our works, not our law keeping, but Him. We just believe in Him. And that's my encouragement for you guys today is that, what must I do to be saved? To answer that question, very simple believe in Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Father, I thank you that um, you've made this so easy for us, Father, that we don't have to do any good work to be saved, Father, but that, Father, we just believe in you and, Father, you work through us and you work out within us, Father. So, Father, I thank you that you're the one that begun it in us and you'll bring it to completion. Uh, Father, I thank you for the assurance of your love, the assurance of your grace, Father. I thank you it's only by grace that we're saved. So, Father, help us just to know more of your grace. Help us to to rest in that grace, Father. And I thank you, Father, that, funnily enough, um, the more we rest in you, we'll be better off accidentally than we would be on purpose. Um, So, Father, we thank you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.